here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Boy, oh boy, these earthquakes in Alaska. Big time earthquakes. We wish all the people up there, number of affiliates up there, we wish you all the best. That's all we can do. It's a big country, Alaska. And uh, it's a terrible uh, act of nature. Not climate change, act of nature. But we wish you all the best, and obviously everybody will keep an eye on this. But I can't keep scrolling through what's taking place in Alaska because the news doesn't change. The information's coming very, very slowly. And in radio, that really doesn't work anyway because it doesn't keep you informed, and you sound like a fool. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to ask you a question. What do you do? When a country is so unmoored from its constitution, what do you do when you have people who lack virtue in positions of power? Whether it's this clown prosecutor, the Soviet prosecutor Mueller, or whether it's Gerald Nadler. Gerald Nadler has been representing what? Parts of Manhattan and so forth for many, many years. He's a radical kook. Absolute radical kook. And he was on CNN today. He's being pushed by Alison Camerata. And, and by the way, when you hear him interviewed by Camerata, really, she could be the congressman. He could be the interviewer. Real, the, the, the so-called journalists and the Democrats are one and the same. Now, listen to this. This guy is going to be the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Listen to him. Cut one. Go. But what are the serious questions that the Michael Cohen revelations reveal? Well, the president, let me, the president uh, uh, is right to be nervous right now because uh, it appears that time is running out when he can hold himself above the law. And obviously, uh, the developments uh, uh, help with that. What, what does that mean? He hasn't held himself above the law. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't interfered with Mueller's investigation. He hasn't cut funding to Mueller's investigation. What, what is this? When he can hold himself above the law? What law are they talking about? And what kind of an interview is this with this idiot camarada? Go ahead. Significance of, of the developments this week is that one of the central focuses of, 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 of the investigation is we have known, it's become very clear that the Trump campaign uh, colluded with the, the Russians in trying to subvert the election. The no, question they is, didn't, and then there's no evidence of that whatsoever. Now, this is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. And I'm going to tell you how dangerous this man and how rogue this operation is in a moment with real historical facts. Go ahead. How is that? The, how can you say that so definitively that they've colluded? Well, the fact that... Uh, uh, the, the fact that uh, uh, Manafort and Trump Jr. met with uh, Russian agents uh, who told them that they wanted to give them dirt on Hillary to, as part of the Russian government's uh, attempt to help them and that they said fine. I mean, it's, it's clear that the campaign colluded. The, and, and there's a lot of evidence of that. The question no, is... Uh, what, listen to this. 
it's clear that the campaign clear. There's a lot of evidence. And, you know, the question is, was the president involved? Go ahead. The president involved. Did he I know see. about it? I see. And he's not the only one. I'm laying this as a foundation for you because I want to get to another point. You got Ben Cardin, this really despicable fool from Maryland. These are heavy Democrat states and districts these people come from. Cut to go. Well, we're starting to connect dots. We know that there are a lot of individuals who are connected directly with President Trump uh, that were involved in matters involving Russia. What does that mean? There were a lot of people involved with matters involving Russia. So what? Man, oh man, Ashevitz, when this time in history is written about, I'm telling you right now, maybe I'm too old and some of you are too old, but others are going to look back on this and just be stunned. Go ahead. We're now starting to see a pattern. We've seen this for over now several months. We're getting close to the end of the Mueller investigation. Pattern of what? The guy doesn't even say anything. Seeing a pattern of what? A pattern of Mueller destroying lives in order to get these phony pleas for false statements or perjury? Go ahead. This is pretty important information, and I think it just underscores the importance of letting Mr. Mueller complete his investigation without any outside influence, particularly from the White House. There is no influence. They've been talking about influence for 18 months. There is no outside influence. What are they talking about? So they're just trying to create this this narrative. And it's the big lie, and they're good at it. And they repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, and the media help them. Then you have this guy, Eric Swalwell, who's a complete lowlife. But he's on CNN. Most of these people are on CNN. In fact, every one of them, Nadler, Cardin, Swalwell, you're going to hear, CNN, go ahead. So you have questions, but you're not saying you have hard evidence right now that he lied about other topics, just to be clear here. Well, we also, as it relates to the June 9 meeting, uh, we have strong evidence that uh, Trump and Cohen talked uh, almost daily uh, about yep. uh, campaign uh, stuff. And So, so again, they talked it- almost daily about campaign stuff. What does that mean? Doesn't mean anything. I'm just taking them at their own words. Go ahead. When you take circumstantially what we know about that relationship uh, and how close Trump's office was to Cohen's. Yeah, I understand what you think, but I'm just asking, do you have hard evidence that Michael Cohen lied to your committee about anything else? Good good for this lady. Harlow was her last name. Good for her. Go ahead. We have circumstantial evidence, which is treated the same in the law as direct evidence. You don't have any circumstantial evidence of what? Folks, do you remember that it was... The Obama administration that covered up Russia's interference in the election. Remember that? And Obama did that to to protect Hillary Clinton. People forget this. And then there's Gloria Borgert. Stick with me. I'm getting to a point at CNN. Also yesterday, cut for go. Uh, and I spoke with a source who is very close to Michael Cohen. Who now, said let's to me- think a source very close to Michael Cohen, Mr. Producer. And close to CNN. Who might that be? Might it be Lanny Davis? Now, I don't know if it's old Lanny or not. But Lanny's welcome to come on so I can question him. Go ahead. Uh, In no uncertain terms, Michael has the goods. He has extremely valuable information. So what does he have? Tell us. What kind of reporting is this? 
Michael has the goods. Michael has the goods. But he just pled to a to lying to the to Congress. Go ahead. Oh, this clearly goes beyond uh, the Trump Tower Moscow that we're talking about, although that is crucial and important. But if All right, so I Con- want you to listen to this entire thing and tell me any substance whatsoever. Go ahead. And we know how close he was to uh, to Trump at certain points, how loyal he has been to Donald Trump. And we also know the the things that were being asked in the grand jury. So you have to assume that they are, you know, that they're not only talking about Trump Tower Moscow. They're talking about who knew what, when, about the WikiLeaks. What is she Uh, rambling on about? She has nothing. Go ahead. The meeting in Don Jr.'s office uh, with the Russians. Did the president know about it? Uh, so I think. Let's just Michael- stop. President says he didn't know about it. If Michael Cohen says he did know about it, how would Michael Cohen know? Well, the president told me. The guy keeps pleading guilty to tax evasion, to violating campaign laws, to violating taxi medallion laws, whatever the hell that is, to lying to Congress. Go ahead. Now, who was the man who said he would take a bullet uh, for the president, yeah. has now become Brutus to the president because he has this need now to, uh, to his people say, tell the truth and come clean and is no longer in the business. she has said absolutely nothing. Nothing. So all day long, yesterday, today on CNN... Nadler making an outrageous allegation, can't back it up. Ben Cardin making an outrageous allegation, no substance. This Eric Swalwell, same thing. Gloria Borger, a so-called journalist, <laughs> rambling on like a, like a homeless person. And then there's the detestable Jeffrey Tubin rounding out the CNN coverage. Go ahead. But, you know, what he keeps saying that, well, everybody knew I was in negotiating in Moscow during the first half of 2016. That's yeah. obviously untrue. I mean, we all know what he did and didn't say. And he did not say he was negotiating with Russia. And that's important because this was the period when he was being so mysteriously solicitous to Vladimir Putin. Why did he keep mm-hmm. saying such nice things about Putin? Why, why did they change the Republican party? Uh, ladies and to- gentlemen, there was no deal. If he was a Putin stooge, there would have been a deal. There was no deal, which undercuts everything this clown is saying. Go ahead. Russia, it becomes clearer if he had a financial motive to ingratiate himself with the Russian leader. Hmm. Okay, so what substance does he have? None whatsoever. That's all CNN. All CNN. Now, when we come back, there are people out there who are posing as experts on impeachment. I want to talk to you about an expert on impeachment. A former late professor at Harvard by the name of Raul Berger. He wrote the definitive book on impeachment in 1973, during the Nixon era. Raul Berger, and the book is called Impeachment, The Constitutional Problems. Now, I've delved into this with you a little bit before, but we're going to delve into it a little bit again to give this full context. Now, keep in mind everything you've just heard, okay? We'll be right back. Lovin.
tell you something. If the Democrats seek to impeach this president based on what they're saying here, this pablum, if the Democrats seek to impeach this president, the media and the Democrat Party will unleash a fury they're not prepared for. I have a good feel for millions of Americans out there. They will unleash a fury they are not prepared for. They don't live among Trump supporters. They don't understand Trump supporters. And it's not just Trump supporters. There's other people out there who look upon this with absolute disdain. And if the GOP goes along, it'll be a minority party as far as the eye can see. Because the base will abandon it. And governing in this country will become virtually impossible. Let me be clear to the Democrats, to the media, to the never-Trumpers, and some of the Republicans. You are going to unleash a political civil war. I didn't say an armed civil war. I said a political civil war. With anger and fury like you've never seen before. Governing in this country is going to be virtually impossible. Virtually impossible. Because you're concocting a case out of whole cloth against a constitutionally elected president who you hate. That's not good enough to remove a sitting president. And rather than wait for the election cycle, you've done everything you can to cripple him and cripple his presidency. And I'll tell you what, with a lesser man, you would have... You would have been successful. There are now stories about them going after Ivanka Trump. There are stories about them going after John Jr. For what, ladies and gentlemen? The party that has always colluded and conspired with the Russians has always been the Democrat Party. Always been the Democrat Party. But the Democrats and the media have no problem with lawlessness When it comes to the borders, no problem with lawlessness when it comes to sanctuary cities, no problems with lawlessness when it comes to a prosecutor like this Sovietized Mr. Mueller. No problem at all. And we know where this is coming from. Out of the New York, Washington, L.A., San Francisco coasts. The East Coast and the West Coast. Versus the vast majority of the rest of the country. Now they are heavy population centers, no doubt about it. But they do not speak for everybody in this country. CNN, all the other media outlets are on the East Coast or have major offices on the West Coast. None of them are even in Chicago in any significant way. Our third largest city in the Midwest. So you and I know exactly what's going on here. These hardcore radical leftists are contriving, not even evidence, are contriving information leaked to them, to the media, by their very ilk who work for Mueller, who are of the same fabric as as they are. Obviously working hand in hand. The prosecutor, the Democrats, and the media. They all say the same things, leak the same things, and come to the same preposterous conclusions. And I'm serious about this. 
Impeachment is for very, very serious matters. And this is what I wanted to get to, because you're hearing a lot of pablum on this. I'll start it now, but I may have to get, uh, continue it after the bottom of the hour. Raul Berger, who most of you never heard of. Instead, you get all these uh, former professors of uh, Nundik Law School or whatever. After a long and detailed study of impeachment and how the, f- the uh, framers of the Constitution looked at the British Parliament and looked beyond that and, and debated these terms very, very carefully, and he explains it in his book for 300 pages. What does Berger conclude? What does Berger conclude about the impeachment of a president of the United States as opposed to a federal judge? There's a thousand federal judges. There's one president of the United States. I'm going to tell you when we come back because I don't have enough time. But think about this. They would never impeach a judge who they disagree with. Oh, they talk about Kavanaugh and so forth. They're not going to bother Kavanaugh. But judges are really, no offense, a dime a dozen. There's a thousand of them. There's one president. One president elected countrywide. And so I want to tell you what he concludes when we return. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. This Russia stuff is the uh, Democrats' birther issue. really is. But the media love it. The Democrats love it. They don't even care if it's accurate. And that's what's going to be their ultimate undoing. I am telling you that these people are going to unleash a fury that they are not prepared for. Now, when you went to the voting place and you voted, and Trump won fair and square, and then they they go on and on and on about how, well, the Russians interfered, and, of course, who was president at the time, Obama, but blow that off, of course, and... What the FBI and the intelligence agencies did, well, blow that off, too. What the FISA courts did, well, blow that off, too. And Hillary Clinton and her ties uh, laundered through her favorite law firm and uh, Fusion GPS to the Russians. Well, ignore that, too. And so we got to pace together this convoluted, complex thing. And all the people around Trump lied. All the people around Trump had some connection to the Russians. Isn't that what Nadler, one of these idiots, said? Do they think that the next Democrat president will be treated differently if they get away with this and open Pandora's box? 
Do they think the next Democrat president is going to be treated like Obama? Forget about the Republicans. By you and me. Hell no. There's a lot of us who resent this. We resent the effort to burden this president, burden his family, bird dog them day in and day out, headline after headline after headline. Then he lashes out at various news organizations and reporters, and he's the one threatening freedom of the press. This is Kafkaesque. This is upside down. This is Alice in Wonderland. And we know it. So the media in Washington, D.C., and the media in New York City, and the media in Los Angeles, they think that they've got all the power. Well, they've got a lot of power. But we are still Americans, and we still think for ourselves, and we still know what the hell's going on in this country. And I'm going to get to Raul Berger in a minute. With it getting colder, my Casper mattress makes it so tempting to stay cozy under the covers. It's the most comfortable mattress you'll ever sleep on. Once you try Casper, you're going to love yours. It's a high-quality mattress at an affordable price. You'll sleep comfortably and never wake up overheated thanks to the unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and alignment. Casper ships right to your door for free in a small, how-did-they-do-that size box. And they'll even pick it up if you don't love it and refund you everything. From its engineering to its packaging... To letting you try it for 100 nights. It's no wonder Casper has over 35,000 five-star reviews of all their products across Casper, Google, and Amazon. Put Casper to the test in your own home for 100 nights risk-free. Go to Casper.com and use code MARK for $50 towards the purchase of select mattresses. That's Casper.com, code MARK, for $50 towards the purchase of select mattresses. Casper.com, terms and conditions apply. All right, Raul Berger. Let's take a listen to what he had to say after his thorough analysis. He says, scholarly studies are more apt to provoke fresh polemics than to still incessant debate. Even so, I would maintain that history furnishes a plain answer to at least one question that has long cluttered analysis. The test of an impeachable offense in England was not an indictable common law crime. And when the framers withheld from Congress the power to inflict criminal punishment, which had been exercised by Parliament under the course of Parliament, as distinguished from the general criminal law, when they limited congressional sanctions on impeachment to removal and disqualification and left criminal punishment to subsequent indictment and conviction, they plainly separated impeachment from criminal process. To insist despite that separation that impeachment is criminal is to raise grave constitutional doubts. Does a subsequent prosecution by indictment constitute double jeopardy? Is trial by jury required on impeachment? Now, you might say, Mark, doesn't this make the contrary point? No, it doesn't. Who is leading this impeachment drive, Mr. Producer? A criminal prosecutor. A criminal prosecutor. That's all it can be. I've been saying this from day one. What else could it be? If the Department of Justice's position that you can't indict a sitting president, and Mr. Rosenstein appoints Mr. Mueller as special counsel to investigate uh, fluff, mush, and uh, whatever, no crime alleged, that's what this has been from day one. And so when you take 
in context, why Raul Berger's talking about, this is even worse. It's even worse. They say impeachment is a political issue. That's not what Berger says. It's a constitutional issue. It's not a criminal issue. It's not a purely political issue. It's a constitutional issue. The Constitution doesn't say impeachment is a political issue. That's not what it says. The Constitution doesn't say the majority wins. It lays out specific words, which have specific meaning, which relate back to the British Parliament. And they adjusted some of those words. So the problem here, ladies and gentlemen, from a constitutional perspective, I know this is way over Jeffrey Tubin's head. It's way over Swellweld or whatever the hell the goofballs, all of them. And they don't care. I mean, these are, these are lawless political hacks. But if impeachment does not require criminal indictment because they're supposed to be completely separate, the triggering of a criminal investigation for the purpose of pursuing impeachment is on its face unconstitutional. In addition to Mr. Mueller's appointment, which I've only talked about 4,000 times, Berger says the chief lesson which emerges from the, the Johnson trial, President Andrew Johnson, he was impeached and he missed being convicted by one Republican vote, is that impeachment of the president should be a last resort. But they've been talking about impeachment, ladies and gentlemen, since the day Donald Trump was, ele- <laughs> was elected president of the United States as a first resort. He says, inevitably, it becomes colored by party spleen, however justified in purpose. An attempt should first be made to accomplish that purpose by less explosive means. But they don't want less explosive means. They want to take him out. They want to take his family out. And basically, they want to take you out. They want to disenfranchise you. What do you think all this racist talk on CNN and MSNBC and elsewhere is all about? White privilege, white privilege. If only white people would go away. What a great country this would be. If only white people would shut the hell up and accept their bigotry. What a great country this would be. It's sickening. It's outrageous. But they see that there are areas of the country that are not hard east coast, hard left coast, that do not vote Democrat or are Trump Democrats and previously Reagan Democrats. So they need to drown them out. They need to crush you people. And so you're dismissed as racist white privilege types when you know you're not. He says the chief lesson which emerges from the Johnson trial is that impeachment of the president should be a last resort. But it's a first resort with these people. Now they keep saying, no, no, we're not pressing it. What they're going to do is take this Mueller report, wave it around and say, we have no choice, America. Look what we've been presented with. We have no choice. Even we are shocked. That's why I played the four or five clips just now. No, they're not. These public appearances by these politicians, particularly the incoming chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, and these media analysts urging on Mueller. Mueller watches this. His staff watches this. They're telling Mueller, go ahead, do it, pull the trigger, we'll be there for you. And then Berger writes, finally, a decent regard for the design of the founders. 
He resolved to avoid the excesses, which forever stigmatized the President Johnson trial, should constrain the Congress to disclaim unlimited power and to act within constitutional confines. If there are limits to the impeachment power, the Senate may no more act in excess of those limits when it acts judicially than when it acts legislatively. In other words, it doesn't have absolute free will. It's supposed to follow the Constitution like everybody else in government. Every branch of government is confined to the limits drawn in the Constitution. And the chief purpose of those limits was to fence in the much-feared legislative branch. It was not left to the unlimited discretion of that branch to disrupt the other branches through resort to the impeachment power. And earlier in the book, he talks at great length about how impeaching a president is far different than impeaching anybody else in government. Now, you might say, well, what about the Clinton impeachment? Well, what about it? Clinton's conduct while he was in office, suborning perjury, obstruction of a civil trial, things he did in the Oval Office that he, that he sought to cover up, undermining a court case. Trump hasn't done any of that. He hasn't done anything. So they're trying to fabricate a case. And the media, as I said the other day, they are celebrating this. They are cheering this. They are working with the prosecutor's office. All of a sudden, Michael Cohen is a big deal. Michael Cohen is a slip and fall fall slob, soon-to-be ex-lawyer. Not much different than Avenatti. And then you can see the Stalinist Mueller going after Corsi and Stone. These are bit players. They don't even matter. To try and build the case for Jerry Nadler. To try and build the case for Adam Schiff. To try to build the case for Nancy Pelosi. To try to build the case for all those people on CNN and MSNBC at the Washington Post and the New York Times. He's building the case for them. For the East Coast and the West Coast. That's what he's doing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, in uh, Rediscovering Americanism and the Tyranny of Progressivism, you don't have to buy it, please. You don't, really, seriously. And in other books I've written, I talk about the difference between the French Revolution and the American Revolution. We've talked about it here over the years several times. But let me put it so even the left can understand, even though I doubt it. The French Revolution against the monarchy, ladies and gentlemen, was a revolution that sought to destroy the entire French society, and to remake it. That's what they sought to do. The American Revolution sought to defend the civil society that was under attack by the British monarchy. And the American Revolution embraced the history and experience and customs and traditions of the past. The French Revolution sought to destroy them. So you can see the similarity between the progressive movement, the Nadlers, Pelosi's, all these other folks on the left. You can see the similarity with the media today versus those of us who embrace the American Revolution. And Mr. Mueller would have fit in perfectly as one of the prosecutors during the French Revolution, the off-with-their-head crowd. 
And blood ran in the streets for a decade. It was horrific. Terrorism of all kinds. Terrorism of all kinds. Because they had a grand plan and they needed to purify society. And what had come before needed to be destroyed. It's very similar to Marx, isn't it? You must destroy the existing society. You must eliminate all that which came before. You hear Obama talk about this. You hear these race baiters on TV talk about this. And the media today has embraced this. Of course, except when it comes to them. That's the one area they want to they protect. And even they are destroying that by poisoning it with their ideological pursuits. And the media have done more damage to themselves right now. They have no idea because they live in a bubble. They work in a bubble. They have no connection to you folks out there. But they are destroying themselves. And once Trump does leave, by choice, by defeat, by other method, where he serves out two terms, you're going to see what happens with CNN and MSNBC. They become part of the Dust Bowl of history. And same with other outlets if they're not careful. You've got to stick with the American people. You've got to stick with our principles. The purpose of a free press isn't to destroy an existing administration. It's to keep it in check, but it's not to destroy it at every turn with the passage of every syllable out of somebody's mouth. That is a destructive press. That is a liberal press. That's not a free press. You know, it's the saggy jawline, ladies and gentlemen. It's this jawline and the double chin that give your age away, but not anymore. Introducing the brand new Genesel jawline treatment with dual peptide and MDL technology. Chaminade's most advanced technology ever. It not only tightens saggy jawlines, but it plumps the lipophilic layers of your skin to contour and define the jawline within minutes. Using peptides and metalactones together for the first time works amazingly quick, and the results get better every day. No one else has this technology or their proprietary chemical-free base. So say goodbye to that double chin right now, and for the holidays, it's yours free. I said free when you order Genesel for under-eye bags and puffiness. And for results in 12 hours, Genesel's immediate effects is also free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. Imagine that double chin disappearing in about a week with Genesel's jawline treatment. 100% guaranteed or your money back. Don't wait. Call or click now. 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. Bob, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the great WPHT. Go. How are you, sir? I love your show, by the way. I just want to say that. Thank you. Um, I agree with you 99.9% of the time, sir. Today, I have to gently and kindly disagree to a little tiny point. Go ahead. You said said before we are going to be at a political civil war. My disagreement with you on this, sir, is we are there right now. I I don't see it. I see them on offense. And us sitting on our thumbs. And I believe that we've been voting, doing everything by the book. And if they push this, 
the way they're pushing, just that, like they're pushing, attacking Second Amendment with uh, red flag laws in five states, and they push this president out by lying and cheating like the communists that they are, we're just going to go to a full-out uh, civil war. It's no, I, I, I can't endorse that, and I don't believe that. But you know what? Anything's possible, particularly when you see the armed Marxist militia called Antifa, uh, CNN, uh, Don Lemon, and others basically were very passive in their coverage of Antifa and other violent left-wing organizations, no question about it. They're very passive in their coverage of MS-13 uh, because they want to continue this narrative that everybody coming across the border is a potential rocket scientist, so they ought to come in illegally, legally, or any way they can. So uh, to that extent, I agree with you. Thank you for your call, sir. I hope it doesn't reach a point like that. I'm certainly not here to instigate it or, or encourage it. What I'm saying is the opposite. If the Democrats and the media... One and the same, really. And this Soviet-style prosecutor keep going at this and then move on impeachment. I think exactly what I said. They're going to unleash a fury in this country that they do not, do not understand. Because they're not part of the rest of the country. And they don't care about the rest of the country. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Now, we'll continue with this subject with callers. But there's also uh, another matter I want to discuss. Let me see if I can pull it up here. We'll do our best. Uh, Of course, when I need it, we lose it. Bear with me, folks. We're having technical difficulties. You know what that's another word for? Things are screwed up. All right. I'm almost there. There it is. I want you to listen to this op-ed. This is an op-ed by Sean Steele. Now... Many of you are wondering, well, who's Sean Steele and why does it matter? Sean Steele um, was the uh, former 
California Republican Party chairman. We lost more seats in California than were ever anticipated. Seven seats. There's now seven Republicans out of California. Seven Republicans. That's it. The biggest state with the biggest population. And this didn't just happen overnight, ladies and gentlemen. They've been working on this for years. And I want you to listen to what this gentleman has to say. Young Kim was poised to become the first Korean-American woman elected to Congress. Her 14-point lead was the lone bright spot on an otherwise dismal night for Orange County Republicans. But over the past week, Republicans have watched the first-generation immigrants' lead evaporate with thousands of provisional ballots left to count. Her commanding lead is now underwater. She lost one week after the election was over. Now, there's no evidence of ballot box shenanigans. No need. Democrats know it's easier to erode voter integrity laws than to stuff ballot boxes. And this is so true, which is why I'm reading this to you. How does a 14-point Republican lead disappear? Merciless and unsparing California Democrats have systematically undermined California's already weak voter protection laws to guarantee permanent one-party rule. This is what we're up against, folks. Non-citizen voting. California has expanded voter eligibility with some communities granting illegal immigrants the right to vote. In 2016, San Francisco approved a measure that allows people in the country illegally, I'm quoting, and other non-citizens the right to vote in local elections, according to the Associated Press. This year, San Francisco spent $310,000 in tax dollars to register 49 non-citizens to vote in a school board election. Inmate voting. Not to be outdone, neighboring Alameda County organized taxpayer-funded voter registration drives in county jails to register a record number of inmates. California law allows convicted criminals in county jails on probation, on mandatory supervision, on post-release community supervision, or on federal supervised release to vote. Just about the only criminals barred from voting in California are felons in prison or on parole. Felon voting. Even California felons have been enfranchised a side effect of California's radical criminal justice experiments by downgrading numerous crimes from felonies to misdemeanors. Proposition 47 has enfranchised tens of thousands of convicted criminals previously barred from voting while on parole. The state's prisoner early release. Come on. These damn advertisements. All right, you get the drift here, right? Then we have motor voter fraud. Every person in California that interacts with the Department of Motor Vehicles is automatically registered to vote. This has predictably led to tens of thousands of cases of voter registration problems. The state's motor voter program has come under fire for double registering as many as 77,000 people and registering as many as 1,500 ineligible voters. The state's bipartisan oversight agency expressed concerns about serious problems with ensuring that the motor voter program works as intended and promised. In October, the Little Hoover Commission, they called it, called for an independent audit of the program and warned that voter confidence and a fair and legitimate electoral process will be undermined if not shattered. 
16 and 17 year old pre-registration. This cycle also marked the beginning of California's pre-voter registration program for 16 and 17 year olds. Of course, if every voter is automatically registered through the motor voter program, why would anyone need to pre-register? Pre-registration is a thinly veiled effort to capture voters while they're young and more likely to identify as liberal Democrats. Of the nearly 89,000 minors that participated in the program, a mere 10% registered as Republicans. Absentee ballots automatically mailed to every voter. In 2016, California approved a new law that allows counties to mail every voter an absentee ballot. Now, this election, every voter in Madera, Napa, Nevada, Sacramento, and San Mateo counties received an absentee ballot, whether they asked for one or not. Beginning in 2020, every county in California except one will be allowed to follow suit. Outrageously, Democrats carved out a special exception for Los Angeles County, where they maintained a significant advantage in voter registration numbers. In just four years, the number of absentee ballots distributed in California have, uh, has increased by 44%. Nearly 13 million voters have received a ballot in the mail, compared to just 9 million in the last gubernatorial election in 2014. Ballot harvesting. It's illegal in most states, but not California. As if it wasn't enough for every person to be automatically registered to vote and receive a ballot, Democrats have made it easier for their campaign operatives to collect those absentee ballots. Also in 2016, state lawmakers eliminated the ballot protection law that enabled only trusted family members to return another voter's ballot. Assembly Bill 1921 now allows anyone to return an absentee ballot. The law has encouraged campaign operatives to engage in coercive tactics. One Democrat voter described coercive intimidation tactics employed by a Democrat campaign in 2017 special election, leading even the liberal Los Angeles Time Electoral Board to criticize the law. Conditional ballots. This is unbelievable, isn't it, Mr. Producer? It's so kind of, I mean, just vote, right? Just show up and vote. No, 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 no. We have all kinds of ways for you to vote, and even more than once. And we have very few ways to ensure the integrity of it. Conditional ballots. California has effectively adopted same-day voter registration with the introduction of conditional voting. This election cycle, voters who missed the 15-day voter registration deadline could request to cast a conditional ballot. Ballots accepted up to a week after Election Day. In California, voting doesn't stop on Election Day. Absent, this sounds like Saddam Hussein's Iraq. Or Vladimir Putin's Russia. Speaking of Russia. In California, voting doesn't stop on Election Day. Absentee ballots need only be postmarked by Election Day. With ballots counted that arrive up to three days late. If ballots are sent to the wrong county, the ballot is valid for an additional four days. That means you literally have seven days after an election where a county could still be receiving legitimate ballots. Second chance for rejected ballots. Just 50 days before the election, Democrats snuck in one more change in the state's absentee voting law. In September, Governor Jerry Brown signed into law. uh, Let's see. Senate Bill 759 which requires elections officials to notify every voter whose ballot was rejected due to a mismatched signature. This election, a 14-point lead. A 14-point lead was not enough for Republican victory. 
By 2020, a 20-point lead on election night won't be safe either. This is mobocracy. One-party rule in California. This is the mindset of the people who are tearing into the president. Notice the media could give a damn about what I just talked about going on in California. Count every vote. Count every vote. Every vote is not supposed to be counted. Only the legitimate ones. And states aren't supposed to so completely pass unbalanced laws so as to make it virtually impossible for Republicans to win. Republicans were blown out of Orange County. Orange County used to be the most solid Republican county in California. Ronald Reagan relied on it. Same with San Diego County and some of these handful of other counties. Orange County does not have a single Republican congressman now. Not one. And young Kim, when election night was winning by 14%, she lost. She lost. The party of tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. New York, the great WABC. Go right ahead, please. Hello, sir. It's nice to talk to you. Thank you. Um, you know, I was just listening to you uh, talking about California, and uh, I decided to go with that. Um, Mark, I think it's a disgrace what's going on out there. Um, it's uh, sounding like it's uh, extremely crooked out there, and it sounds like they want to be their own country out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we should just put a wall around California now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, Mark, can can anything be done about that? Seriously. Well, look, the problem is, and some people are going to be angry, so much of the court system is ideologically corrupt. Uh, There's so many institutions in our country that have bowed to this progressivism, particularly in California. And uh, this is why the Democrats fought like hell over Kavanaugh. And I'm going to tell you something about Kavanaugh. Many of you aren't going to like this. I've said it before. He's not going to be the Gorsuch or Thomas or Alito that you think he's going to be. Maybe for a year or two, but in the end he won't be. Um, but all that said, the progressives told us 100 years ago, even more, that they needed to control the courts. You control the courts. You can impose your will. And so if they win elections, they impose their will. If they don't win elections, they impose their will through the judiciary most often. And through this massive Leviathan, they've created one department and agency after another. And this is why, uh, whether Donald Trump is 100% conservative or not, what he's trying to do is battle them. He's fighting them, and they're trying to destroy him and his family. Uh, yeah, and, and, and he's our general in this battle, and we ought to back him up. And I see these clowns, Corker and uh, Sass and Flake, Flake who's blocking constitutionalists from the bench because of his, uh, his personal uh, disagreements with the President of the United States. These people are very unpatriotic as far as I'm concerned. And yes, I'm using that word. Tell me, how many Democrats spoke out against Obama? Uh, none. How many Democrats really spoke out against Clinton? Didn't they circle the wagons around him? <laughs> um, no. Yeah, not exactly. Well, there, were, there were a few, of course, but not like uh, what they're doing to uh, President Trump. The Republicans hate him. The Republicans hate President Trump. 
And it's nothing like uh, with the Democrats, with Clinton, or with Obama, or even Bush. They, they just don't like this man, sir. And, it's, it's, and what they do to his family, it's mm-hmm. disgusting. And I think that a lot of Americans are very disgusted with this. Now, the Democrats and the media are going to look at this midterm, and of course, you can see it now, they're going to double down, triple down, quadruple down, put their foot on the gas pedal and really hit the road. Because they think, they think the American people stand with them. Maybe they do. But there's tens of millions who do not. And that's not a small minority of the country. I agree with you, sir. And, uh, you know, they think that everybody in New York City or out in, well, California, I can see that. <laughs> not many, not everybody in California feels the same way, you know, as the uh, loonies out there. But Well, I, I mean, I could say that about anything anywhere. Not everybody feels. That's not the problem. We don't expect everybody to feel one way or another. But when you look at the media, when you look at them, uh, and when you look at the Democrat Party, there's really no gap between their uh, so-called reporting and their so-called agenda. There just isn't. No, not at Every all. day it's the same damn thing. Trump and the left-wing agenda. Trump and the left-wing agenda. Look, they embraced Avenatti, now they pretend he doesn't exist. They embraced a porn star, now they pretend she doesn't exist. They despise Michael Cohen, now they embrace Michael Cohen. We can go on and on down the line on this stuff. This is who the media have become. So true, sir. And it's great to speak to you. I really appreciate your knowledge. All right. God bless, Scott. You too. John, White Plains, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. Uh, I just want to say I'd like to know why Andrew Weissman hasn't been disbarred yet. You know, I, I worked in the court system in New York State for 33 years, and I saw lawyers being disbarred for a lot less than what this man has done. Mm-hmm. Beats me. You know, I'm, I'm no big fan of the uh, American bar or, uh, or many of these courts, even though I'm a lawyer. But I don't know how he gets away. But tell me, how did uh, Avenatti get disbarred by now? Yeah, like, but this man has actually done things, had men put, people put in prison. Well, he destroyed Arthur Anderson, didn't he? And the corporations, right. Yes. Yeah, absolute disgrace. So why did Mueller hire him? Because he wanted that guy because of his reputation. Because Mueller's a hatchet man. And he's a hatchet man for the Democrats and the media. Well, he's a Republican. I could care less. We have all kinds of weirdo Republicans, don't we? That's only a name, you know? Exactly. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. I mean, seriously, folks, why would Rosenstein pick Mueller, whose buddies with Comey? And then Mueller picked this guy Weissman, and mostly Democrats and donors to Democrats. I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know. And notice the media never discuss it, ever. Tim, Claremont, California, 870 The Answer, our great KRLA. Go. Yeah, uh, Mark, uh... I was just mentioning uh, to, to the caller the, the um, uh, De Leon, uh, who ran against Feinstein. He's a state senator, and he darn near won. I mean, for Feinstein, it shouldn't have been any uh, sweat. But um, he was in a state um, hearing and was um, providing he, – he wanted to introduce a bill to allow uh, illegals to have some capacity – in the government. I can't recall, but it was a, a relatively small uh, item. I, I, I know what it was. It was um, uh, driver's license. Anyhow, it, when he was testifying at the hearing for it, uh, he admitted he had several, quite a few family members that were illegals living in the, mm-hmm. in the state. 
Well, now that now that's uh, something to be proud of and to brag about and to celebrate. Gosh, it's, it's in the old days they would have rounded them up, but in today they put these folks on shoulders and they parade around. Exactly. I, 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 there's got to be some sort of crime, aren't you? Um, <laughs> encouraging uh, lawlessness when you. Well, bad. apparently not, right? Right. I mean, uh, well. apparently not, because the Democrats are always encouraging lawlessness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, look how they get power. Open borders, changing the demographics, changing the voters, uh, changing all the voting rules. If you disagree with them, you're attacked as, uh, as, as a racist or a xenophobe or something like that. And when the law doesn't work their way, you have sanctuary cities, they nullify immigration laws. Uh, they only follow certain parts of the Constitution and wave it around. Other parts they want to remove completely. This is who they are. They're progressives. Progressives are the progeny of Marxists. I've said it over and over again. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot of callers here. Let's go to Steve, Santa Barbara, California, 870 The Answer. Go right ahead. Good evening, Mark. Actually, I'm listening to you on Sirius XM. I just want to relay the story about the... the Sirius XM! Go right ahead. That, that happened to me in the 2012 election. I was running for re-election of our local sanitary district, and there were a bunch of challengers. One of the challengers went to the Democratic local operation and had her name only put on the ballot. This is supposed to be a nonpartisan, you know, public utility special district election. And it was vote for three out of a, a field of I don't remember how many. And on Tuesday night, I was number three, but I won by 200 votes over who was number four. And then the election office, oh, well, you know, we have to count these other ballots, and there's some late ballots, and after a week, I lost by 150 votes. Mm-hmm. So it's really you know, pathetic. It all the way down ballot, down to local elections. And there's really no way to go back and verify these votes. It's just, it's almost impossible, particularly at the local level, the expense and the, the uh, complexity of what they've created there. This is all intentional. The Democrats at the local level... The precinct level, they know how to how to play the system. They created the system. Yep, but I got them. That was in 2012, and in 2014, I ran again and won handily. So and what are you complaining it, about? It is possible, but 
Then what are you complaining about? I'm not. I'm just relating a story that, uh, you know, it happens all the way All right. Thanks for your call. I don't understand the point. Do you, Mr. Producer? He lost in 2012, then he won in 2014, and he says the system is corrupt. Okay, fine. But you did win in 2014. I'm talking about these federal cases, these congressional cases, where we got blown out of seven Republican seats in Orange County. Blown out. Well, six in Orange County, one in San Diego area. ICE's old district. Simply Safe is a fantastic security system. It's great protection for your home and family. And right now, Simply Safe is giving you, my listeners, a great deal on home security. Order now, and you'll get their special holiday offer. It's an amazing deal. Now, we love Simply Safe in our household because they treat people right. They want more people to be safe in their homes. So the pricing is fair and honest. Around-the-clock professional monitoring is just $14.99 a month. Simply Safe has no contracts ever, no hidden fees ever. They really care about the people who buy their systems. That's very rare today. And I'm not the only one who likes them either. CNET, PC Mag, Wirecutter, all say Simply Safe is the best security system there is. So protect your home today with Simply Safe. And take advantage of their holiday offer when you order your system today at simplysafemark.com. Make sure to use that URL so they know I sent you. And you need to hurry because this offer ends soon. And you don't want to miss it. That's simplysafemark.com. Simplysafemark.com. All right. Gary, Albany, New York, XM Satellite. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Mark. And I just want to tell you, for my wife and and me, thank you so much for educating us and helping us out. And I'm a Navy veteran. Well, thank uh, you, brother. I just want to tell you, I am so sorry, and I mean it the way I'm saying it. I'm sorry for our loss of your father because two years ago I was uh, attending a community college because the VA's put me back to college. And one of my liberal teachers, I'm a very conservative guy, one of my liberal teachers made us do an extra credit. She did not understand that she was getting Jack Levin to do the speaking, and he was speaking about um, um, serial killers. Oh, that's that a different Jack Levin. That's a different guy. Oh, oh, okay. I was thinking that was your father. No, oh, and you know God. what? If you go on Wikipedia, they confuse the two also, because Wikipedia is supposed to be an encyclopedia. It's a joke. Uh, anyway, go right ahead, my friend. It's okay. Yeah, what, I'm sorry, but... Uh, Thank you for everything. But what I'm getting aggravated is now I'm in another uh, college uh, going up from my back source, and they were discussing a lot about this voter oppression. And I, it burns me up. And so I, I stand up and I says, I said, where are you getting this voter oppression? Because you have to show ID. And somebody was mentioning about Georgia. I said, well, just those happen. I'm kind of Southern. I said, I was born in Georgia in a small, poor town. I says, I said, and we had no problem that I know of. I said, I, there was only 300-something people, and most of them was, I mean, we were half and half. Uh, and nobody complained. Ah, it's BS. It's BS. They just keep saying it over and over and over again to make it part of the official myth. I mean, uh, if we have voter suppression, then we have uh, traveling suppression and uh, 7-Eleven suppression. All you need is a photo ID, uh, an official photo ID. And the irony is it's supposed to be produced by the states, like a driver's license, or by the feds, like a passport, or by a, a particular city, like a birth certificate. There's no voter suppression, no voter repression. It's totally and completely out of control. But let me clarify this, Gary. 
There actually is voter suppression and repression. The Trump voters. The Trump voters voted for this man to be president of the United States, and the media and the Democrats have done everything they can to sabotage him. And now they want to remove him. So 65 million people, give or take, voted for this man to be president of the United States. He got over 300 electoral college votes. It wasn't even close. He won much of the center of the country, parts of the southwest, parts of the southeast, parts of the south. Really quite diverse, quite frankly. Not the far coast and the far coast. And they absolutely insist on undoing this election. And they have a a Soviet-style prosecutor, a complete hack, who they're using. He's their stalking horse. And you can hear these clowns all over CNN, whether they're politicians, whether they're analysts, whether they're anchors, whether they're whatever they are, all saying exactly the same thing. They're like media mouthpieces for Mueller or media mouthpieces for, for Pelosi. All right, Gary, thanks for your call, my friend. Tim, <laughs> Clover, Wisconsin, the great WSAU. Go. Hey, Mr. Levin, I was just calling real quick uh, in reference to uh, a comment that you made to a caller last night right before the end of your show about the Mm -hmm. millennial survey. And the distinction was uh, you reminded him that uh, not all millennials are bad. I'm a millennial and I know we deserve a lot of the trash talk we get. But you pointed out that all of us that had served in Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria, we volunteered. We weren't drafted, and so our patriotism should be recognized for that. I agree. Coming from a man like you, that meant a lot to me personally, and I wanted to say thanks to Well, it's my honor. It's the least somebody like me can do. I don't like these generalizations unless they're deserved, and in this case, they're not. But really, if we're going to focus on a generation that has uh, really uh, created a situation in which younger people— are indoctrinated and go through these indoctrination mills. It's my generation. We did this. These these colleges and universities, these public schools, these kids going to these universities, colleges and public <laughs> schools, they, they didn't create them. We created them. We're the ones who, who gave into the NEA and the AFT. We're the ones who gave into social justice, quote unquote, whatever that means. We're the ones who tolerate it today. Even though we're the ones who pay the property taxes and the income taxes, we tolerate it today. How many people go to their local school board meeting? I was a school board member when I was in law school. You know who goes to the school board meeting, sir? The left. The teachers union. People who want more taxes. People who want more programs. The social activists. The race baiters. They mostly are the ones that go to the school board meetings. Anyway, I want to thank you for your service. My, I'll tell you what, don't hang up. I want to send you a copy of my dad's book, Our Police. I'm sure there's somebody in your life who will enjoy it. Our Police. So don't hang up, Tim. And you all can get it on Amazon.com. And let me just say this quietly. If you have a police officer or anybody in law enforcement in your family, this is a great gift. I'm not saying they're going to read it, but it's a great gift for their children and their grandchildren. Maybe it's your children and grandchildren, as a matter of fact. This is how we push back. This is how my father pushed back. This is how I push back. People say, what do we do? Well, some of us are doing stuff, really. So you can go, just type in at Amazon, our police, and it'll pop up and you can get it rather quickly. It's 30% off. There you go. That's big because it was only 10% off 
a few days ago. So it's 30% off at Amazon.com. My suggestion. Hanukkah Sunday. Christmas is a few weeks away. But regardless, 30% off means you need to act now. That's a good deal. And you'll get it shipped to you relatively quickly. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. doing this show. It's unbelievable. When it comes to costly car repairs, you need options. You can't sacrifice your family's safety on the road by bargain hunting for the best deal. That's why you need extended vehicle protection from CarShield. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's your choice. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. If your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, it doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills. CarShield administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims, and they're ready to help you. Save yourself thousands in future car repairs. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I did. Call 800-CAR-6100, mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com and use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to save 10%. Either way. Call 800-CAR-6100, mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com. Use code LEVIN. Save 10%. A deductible may apply. And that's a great service. We have it on our 2010 Camaro. Glenn. Carl Staten, New Jersey, the great W. Boy, WABC's wide awake tonight. Go right ahead. Uh, Mark, it's great to talk with you. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, before I get to my point, I just want to say thank you to you and your team for educating us and for keeping us aware of, of the, the truth and what's going on in the world and specifically in our country. It, it is an amazing thing what you guys do. Thank you. My, my point thank is you. simple. Um, you know, you, you, you talk about uh, small things and, and you have the expertise to delve into details of, of, of problems going back and forth with, with our government, with society. But I, I keep coming back to the same thing. Isn't the state's convention the only way we're going to save this country? And uh, I, I wonder, I, I want to ask you, you know, can, can we do more to educate people to understand that we have an option? The state's convention is an option for things like balanced budget, uh, term limits, uh, border control, these things, they, they bother me. They stress me out. I, I know you talk about them at length. Isn't, isn't there more we can do to educate people about our options? Well, I, I have a plan in place to do more next year. I mean, I have written a book. We have promoted this really endlessly. And I believe along with Convention of States, uh, this program has made this in some areas a national issue. And I think we do need to more, and we do more, and we will do more. Um, but I really think, in the end, it's the only answer. And convention of states, and to reestablish our constitutional system, put the courts back in the box, put the bureaucracy back in the box, put spending back in the box, so that freedom may reign. And you're right, secure the nation state. None of this should be controversial, unless you're, you know, staring down a hardcore leftist who wants to fundamentally transform this magnificent place. 
And, you know, that's the greatest phrase Obama ever used because he let the cat out of the bag. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. You do not fundamentally transform that which you love. You do not fundamentally transform that which you love. If you love your country, why would you fundamentally transform it? They don't love this country. And you can see with the identity politics and the race baiting and the, uh, the socialism arguments and, and the, the attacking of our history, the open borders, these are all actions and policies that, that make it abundantly clear that the people who support these positions do not love this country. And that includes many people in the media. It really does. I agree. Uh, it, it, it's certainly uh, obvious that the media does not love this country. And yet they say they do. And who cares what they say? You know, people need to understand what is the purpose of the press? What is the purpose of the press to protect us from the government? But more than that, the purpose of the press is to allow us to speak to each other, to allow us to speak and hear each other through this medium. And why is that important? It's important because we have shared values and principles. Doesn't mean we agree on everything. Of course we don't agree on everything. Husbands and wives don't agree on everything. But there needs to be some basic beliefs, basic values. There needs to be virtue. And when the media have abandoned those things, have become a progressive operation, well, then they're not. They're not pro-Constitution. How can they be? Other than their little piece up. All right, my friend. Appreciate your call. Melody. Irvine, California, XM Satellite. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks, Mark. How are you? Okay. Um, I just wanted to make a comment that living here in Irvine, California, we are the heart of the Republican Party in Orange County. Um, my uh, boss today and a couple of other coworkers were talking at lunch about how we're all in disbelief that we have lost all of our congressional rep- uh, Republican representatives. And, and by the way, in Irvine, in Irvine itself, the congresswoman who represented her area was replaced by a radical law professor, a Bernie Sanders uh, activist who had never run for office before. And That's she won by like four, five, six hundred votes. How is it that they all win by four, five, six hundred votes? Isn't that amazing? Well, it is amazing, but not only have we lost our U.S. congressional person, we lost our state representative, Matthew Harper, who has been in our district, you know, representing us in the state for quite a while. We don't even have any Republican state representatives. And we're all in shock because the last numbers we saw, they may have changed since the last time we looked, but Orange County went overwhelmingly for John Cox, who was the Republican governor candidate. So explain to me how we can all vote for John Cox, but we can't get a Republican. I'll I'll explain it. I I read that article to you, which kind of lays it out, that there is every conceivable backdoor uh, way of winning an election after an election that the Democrats have put in place. They don't care about Cox because Cox, they felt, wasn't going to win. But they're picking off these congressmen, they're picking off these assemblymen, these state senators, and so forth. And uh, this is what iron-fisted one-party rule is like. It's a, it's a horrible, horrible thing. All right, Melody, I understand. I got kids and grandkids who live out there. We'll be right back. 
underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Everybody, Mark Levin here. Our number eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Indulge me for a minute. I hope very much that you'll watch Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday. Uh, we have a terrific show. We get into a whole lot of issues, very very important issues: our colleges and universities, uh, identity politics, uh, what's happening to free speech in this country with Heather McDonald. We also get into immigration, and she's been a scholar and a leader in many of these areas. And I've actually cited her in one or two of my books, and uh, I had never met her before. And she's terrific, really, really sharp, and I think you're going to enjoy the program. So after all the politics is said and done throughout the weekend and the sports is said and done throughout the weekend, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, Life, Liberty, and Levin, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Now, look. I'm only doing this as long as you're interested in it. That's the truth. I've got four jobs. And it gets harder and harder to balance them all. Radio. I write my books. That's a lot of work. Levin TV. And my Fox program. So if there comes a time when you're really not that interested, then there's really no need for me to do it. And I'll tell you why. I don't need FaceTime on TV. I'm not one of these people who dies to have FaceTime on TV. Am I, Mr. Producer? I kind of avoid it. I'd be on five Fox shows a week. I just, I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate it very, very much. But it's just not possible. And whether I'm recognized in the street or not is not something that I, I, I live for. Better than I'm not, quite frankly. I do what I do because life is limited, and I've been blessed, so I use whatever format I can to advance the cause of liberty. Like you, I have kids and I have grandkids, and it means everything to me. That's what I was taught by my mother and my father, and I don't talk enough about my mother, and down the road I will. But that's the way we were raised. And my parents had nothing. Absolutely nothing when they started out. They were as poor as poor could be. But they taught us. They taught us about this country. Loving this country. That their ancestors, Jewish immigrants, mostly from Russia, how they came here with nothing. But nothing was everything because they were free. Free from pogroms and the like. There were no food stamp programs. There were no food stamp programs. There were no welfare programs, excuse me. None of that existed in the 1870s and 1880s. None of it. And like so many of you, my parents... They were never on the government dole. They never worked for the government. We need people who do work for the government. Good, patriotic people. But that wasn't them. That wasn't them. They started a nursery school in a summer camp, day camp, 
They did everything, and they worked like dogs. And they eked out a living, took care of their three sons. My dad would leave the house at 5.30, quarter to 6 in the morning. You get home around 7 at night, 7.30 at night. Um, my mother, the same thing. Any of the cooking that took place at the nursery school, my mother did the cooking. The toys were mostly made out of wood. My father made the toys. He made the desks. He made the chairs. Most of the playground he made. And during the summer, same thing. They eventually sold it. I'm telling you this story because it's all of your stories. They eventually sold it. They'd make a whole lot of money. And they started a little retail shop in a town called Jenkintown outside of Philadelphia. Where they would sell furniture. It wasn't a big store. First it was a very small store. Porcelain lamps. Statuettes. Little things, you know, jewelry. Then they did better and they expanded the store. Then they retired. Not wealthy, but they retired. And to the end, my father was a super patriot, and my mother is too. And they always told us, you can be whatever you want to be in this country. This is an unbelievable country. Anybody can be whatever they want in this country. If you embrace freedom. And you take the chip off your shoulder. And you reject the propagandists. Most of whom are on the public payroll or in the media. That's why people struggle to get here. Some people struggle to get here to rip off the system. Some people struggle to get here because they're getting legal advice by leftists. On how to get welfare. But some people are trying to get here because they heard about America. And the greatness of America. Most of them are not elected liberal Democrats or members of the media. And let me tell you this. As a Jewish person, there is no other place on the face of the earth other than Israel, which is a Jewish state. But there's no other place on the face of the earth where poor Jewish refugees coming out of Europe specifically Russia and the Ukraine and so forth, could accomplish what they've accomplished, what I've accomplished. No other place. And let me tell you a little secret. That applies to African Americans too. I don't know of another place on the face of the earth. That applies to Latinos too. I don't know another place on the face of the earth, and nobody else does either. In all minorities. Because despite all the propaganda and hate rhetoric, day in and day out from these tenured phony professors who brainwash our children, and these sanctimonious, elitist, actually quite stupid anchor men and women, we know differently, don't we? We embrace capitalism, 
private property, the market system, and yes, profit. We reject centralized decision-making, redistribution of wealth. Because we know that's tyranny. We embrace the rule of law, particularly as minorities. Because it's quite obvious what happens when the mob takes over. It's quite obvious what happens when the mob takes over. And I think I'm speaking for many people out there. People with African heritages, Middle East heritage, Asian heritage, uh, people who uh, come from Latin America, Irish Americans, Italian Americans, German Americans, you name it. Americans all. And so it's particularly pernicious when people in public office use propaganda and demagoguery an emotional appeal to try and destroy this country from within. You can see where it's leading. I spent a lot of time on this earlier this week, maybe it was last week, on the growing anti-Semitism in the Democrat Party. In fact, the growing anti-Semitism in the media. When was that, Monday, Mr. Producer? I think it was Monday. And it's true. Among the Bernie Sanders supporters among others on the hard left. And so, uh, there's a lot to be thankful for in this country, a great deal to be thankful for. And there's tens of millions of us who share this viewpoint and are trying to defend the heritage of this country that drew our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents so we don't just turn into another failed socialist European experiment. And let me remind you what has come out of Europe. Not just representative government and the notion of parliament and so forth. Fascism has come out of Europe. Communism has come out of Europe. Not out of the United States. These are alien ideologies. And yet... If you embrace Marx, if you embrace Engels, if you embrace Hegel, if you embrace Rousseau, among others, as the hard left does, it's not so alien. And I'm going to tell you something. This is one of the reasons why Bernie Sanders is a gutless coward who will not come on my Fox show. He will not come on my radio show, will he, Mr. Producer? Because I know who he is. I know what he believes. He's a very dangerous old man. This is why Chuck Schumer won't come on this show. He's not as smart as he thinks he is. None of these people. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Progressivism is a... uh, It's not only a dangerous philosophy, it's a very aggressive philosophy, and it is almost overwhelming to some people. They get sucked right into it. It explains in part, while you might have people who go to, say, church, who are Catholic, every Sunday, but they'll vote for a politician who supports partial birth abortion on demand. And so they try and... Square that circle. 
or why Jews will vote for President Barack Obama, who's the most anti-Israel president, and I've argued in the past anti-Semitic in many ways, uh, that I'm aware of ever. And so progressivism is a religion to these people. And so attacking America, attacking its founding, attacking its founders, attacking the Constitution, living and breathing and all the rest, it's part and parcel of the whole thing. Or trying to set up Trump, trying to, to remove a president who won fair and scare, square, that's the way it is. They don't give it a second thought. And there's a heavy dose of groupthink. That is, you don't really have to think a lot. They're into chanting, they're into talking points, they're into repetition. They don't discuss things the way you and I discuss things. It's one of the reasons in the first hour I played those clips of all those politicians and media types. You can't even tell one from the other. So um, let's take some more calls. It's the uh, last hour of the week on the program. Let's go to Mala, Mountain View, California, XM Satellite. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Mark? I'm good, thank you. What kind of name is that? Oh, I'm I'm Indian. I was born in India. I grew up in London, and uh, now I live in California for about what last twenty six years. I've been here. It's a beautiful name. Oh so, yeah, I've been everywhere. Yeah, and it, it's. I just wanted to call in because I just I just wanted to say thank you so much. I've been in the public school system. I teach. I was in biotech. I have a PhD, and then I went into education when I had my first child because it was a, a better career path for me with kids, because my husband was in IT, and he actually worked for Facebook and, you know, did very well out of it. So we have lived the American dream. We are living the American dream. Mm-hmm. And I went into public education really because I love science and I wanted to give back. And I teach at my local high school where my kids went. And I called in because I've noticed over 12 years I've taught how – the education, you know, I teach AP Bio and Bio Honors, and it's a, it's a high-level curriculum, and I've been pressured every year. I've been there to lower, lower, and then ultimately, a couple of years ago, my principal told me that he wants me to lower rigor to increase diversity, and I said, no, I'm not doing it. My department didn't support me, and then I eventually just took a year off just to, to get you know, my mental health back, yeah. basically. And uh, then I went back this year, and they took me off honors. They put me on regular biology. And um, the bio team, that's what I was telling you, a call screener. I mean, basically, you know, that's what they're doing. And your group think that you're saying about the liberals, that's what they're doing. We, everyone has to do the same lesson at the same time. We give the same test. And the kids just do handout after handout. And I, I refuse. I'm doing it the way I want to do it. Like you said, discussing it, asking them questions, having them think about stuff. And because of you and other people that I've listened to, I, I've got the guts now. And I just sent them an email yesterday saying, look, you know, we're just stacking the deck against these kids. You know, we're not providing what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the reason I called is because um, I was told by one of the board members that the district's focus is the Latino group in the school. And I said, but we're a public school. What about all the other kids? And they're like, well, we're not worried about them mm-hmm. because the Asians and the whites, you know, they're, they're fine. They do okay. Just and listen I, to I how they that, talk. Yeah. That's it's exactly, disgusting. And it, it, yeah, and we now have, uh, we, we were had over the intercom now, they blatantly uh, announced that there is immigration help, health 
whatever advice, all free for immigrants at the school, which is all the undocumented. So now it's so blatant, you know, and we have transgender bathrooms, and that's what they spent the whole year before I left. The discussion was about the transgender bathroom, which is maybe I've had one... How, how many transgender people are there in this country? Seriously. In, over my 12 years of teaching, I've had two kids who've who've done the complete whatever change or whatever. I've had two. So over, I don't know, I have like 140 kids every year. And it, it just, it, it's got to a point now, I think listening to you, listening to other people, um, I've just like, I'm, I'm done with it. So now I just, I just tell them what I think. And luckily, I mean, the parents love me and I do, I'm a pretty good teacher. Do you have so tenure? Think, oh, yeah, yeah. You get tenure after two years. That's the other joke, right? So you have all mm-hmm. these teachers who don't teach. Uh, and now everything is the standards, right? And I'll tell you, the worst thing is we just gave, we wanted to get, they wanted to give them a project about skin, evolution of skin pigmentation. So what? What does them, that mean? Well, I, well, and I said to them, I, said, I don't think it's a good idea. These are freshmen who have no genetics background. That's something maybe I could do in AP, but you don't even know why skin pigmentation evolved. You're looking at it now and looking at climate okay, now. Let, let me, let's, team, uh, let's just slow down. Why is that a subject? Yeah, it's like it's like saying feathers evolved for flight. No, they didn't. They did not evolve for flight. So you're, and then what they're doing is they're giving them they're giving them set data, they're giving them graphs, and they're giving them leading questions. So now we're doing exactly what you shouldn't do in science: is you're leading them to a conclusion that you want. And it's apparently the whole purpose of it is so that they understand that you can't discriminate between each other based on skin color. And it's not even in the standards. The standards. But, but, have- but Mala, they're doing exactly that. Yeah. And they want you to teach in the standards. It's actually human evolution, which is we have fossil evidence for Lucy, whatever. That's what they want us to teach. But the, my, my group, which is I'm outnumbered because there's four of us and I'm the only one. And I've, I've decided after, like I said, getting some courage from you guys, I've decided next year, I'm just, I'm just going to teach whatever I want. I'm going to teach them basic chemistry. I'm going to teach them all the fundamentals. And the Latino kids in my class who work hard are so I, I have happy. to go, but you're fascinating. Outstanding caller. And your kids are very lucky to have you. Thank you. We'll be right back. your tongue? Cough up a furball and call 877-381-3811 right now from Mike Levin. we got a lot of exciting things coming up. One I'll be announcing early next week and other things. Very, very exciting. The good, the true, the beautiful. How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? It starts with the right kind of education, and that's tough to find these days. But I know one college that provides a comprehensive education of the very best kind. An education in the philosophical, political, theological, scientific, and literary heritage of the West. That's Hillsdale College. Every student, regardless of their major, spends half, half their time in the same liberal arts core curriculum, studying science, theology, history, mathematics, philosophy, literature, and the Constitution. At Hillsdale, all students learn about our great Western and American heritage. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, making a difference in their families, communities, and the country. But it all starts with a core curriculum that develops moral and intellectual virtue, the core that helps them understand the good, the true, 
and the beautiful. This is the Hillsdale Core Curriculum. This is learning for the long run. Discover what education is meant to be. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. You know, there was one other thing. Again, not for promotional purposes. But I was reminded that when I went off the air last night, I almost forgot. The uh, Mount Vernon, Washington's home, Alexandria, Virginia, outside of Old Town, is a magnificent place. And I would go there often as a young guy, coming down from Philadelphia and so forth. Go there often uh, with my father. But a document came available, and I've told you about this a few years back. It was a fascinating document. The problem was it didn't belong to Mount Vernon. People were trying to sell it. And that was okay. But it was the final lease on Mount Vernon uh, that was given to, the lease was, uh, let to uh, George Washington by his aunt. And in exchange, it shows what he, he got and what he had to pay. And it's entirely handwritten. None of it's typed. Can you believe that, Mr. Producer? Anyway, yeah. It's in uh, George Washington's handwriting. And I thought to myself, well, this needs to be at Mount Vernon. So that's, that's the first document, actually, that we acquired and, and gave. And by the way, I honestly didn't know this. And apparently, I'm the only one who didn't know this. Do you know in many school systems they don't teach handwriting anymore? Are you aware of that, Mr. Producer? Isn't your, your wife as a teacher, right? They don't teach handwriting? How are they going to read historic documents? How are they going to read documents that are 10 years old? We're like digressing intellectually. More into, uh, you know, indoctrination and less into actual uh, free thinking. So they don't teach script anymore, or in a lot of places they're not teaching script. This is crazy. It's like de-educating a society. Absolutely crazy. I was appalled to hear this. Man, oh man. Victoria, Cedar Grove, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Mark, thank you for taking my call, and thank you for what you do. Thank you. I have to tell you something I think is great. We have a, I have a brand new niece, and I didn't know what to get her. I didn't want to get her a stuffed animal or a cute little outfit. Her mother has seven siblings. Oh, wow. I went out and bought our police. Why did I buy our police? Because her daddy's a policeman. Beautiful. When this little girl, Madeline Ray, gets old enough and they read the book that your dad wrote, she'll say, just like my daddy. And when she has children of her own... Her children will say, just like my pop-pop, thank you, Mark, and thank you, Dad. It's a Oh, my book. gosh. I'll tell you what. I hope you inscribe it to her, too, because that will last forever and ever and ever. That's beautiful. Thank you, Victoria. Getting beautiful stories about this book, particularly at the holiday season, and particularly for law enforcement families. Billy, Los Angeles, California, 870 The Answer, the great KRLA. Go. Denali, great one. I can't believe I'm actually talking to you. Forgive me if I sound nervous or I'm stumbling. You're doing great so far. 
All right. Well, I was calling because uh, many of my fellow callers always call in saying, Mark, what can we do? What can we do? So I have a couple ideas being from uh, Los Angeles, in yes. the heart of the, uh, the blue socialist state. You mean other than moving? Yes, other than moving. Do you want right. the uh, out-of-the-box ideas first or the simple ones? Well, we're going to run out of time, so give us the smartest ones. Okay. If you are a Republican living in a heavily blue district and want to run for office, don't commit suicide with an R next to your name. Run as a Democrat. Just because you win as a Democrat doesn't mean you can't vote like a Republican. I call it Operation Dino. Yeah? What's that mean? I know you want me to ask. Democrat, Democrat name, name only. only. Yes. Not, not so a bad idea the, in some circumstances. No, it's not, especially when an R is just a, uh, a suicide mission. And I think the, the state of Well, particularly if some of the R's don't stand for anything. Exactly. So I'm thinking with the uh, state of California the way it is, the problem the Republican Party has is that it views the Democrat Party as the political enemy when it's the political battleground. If socialists can take over the Democrat Party, why can't Republicans? Very interesting. Next. Next. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner, you may not be a teacher, but you can volunteer your time to teach inner-city kids about business principles while encouraging entrepreneurship and capitalism. That is an excellent point. When you remove the convenience of automatic tax deductions and feel the pain of writing a check to the IRS, it becomes harder to remain liberal. Although there's a lot of liberals who do just that. The richer they get, the more dumb they seem to become. But anyway, go right ahead. <laughs> if you can't, if you want to stop voter fraud. and You're, you're activity, like the Henny Youngman of ideas here. <laughs> I Take my wife, please. Or is that Rodney Dangerfield? Republicans in Los Angeles. Yes. All right, so if you want to stop voter fraud and illegal activities, we need eyes on the inside. Volunteer for a Democrat campaign. I call it Mission Whistleblower. It's a subsidiary of Operation Dino. These are clever ideas. Yeah. You want the last one? Go ahead. This one's simple. Anyone can do this. Pick two people in your life, a registered Republican who rarely votes and a politically ignorant person who isn't registered. Register the politically ignorant person and drag them along with the rare voter to the polls. Simple. Mm-hmm. Problem is, once the election results are tallied, you've got what we talked about, all this after-the-fact voting, after-the-fact tallying, you know, how many votes do we need, that sort of stuff. It's really, really bad. All right, Billy, very, very clever ideas. Some of them, actually, I think are astute. Thank you, sir. Deborah, Clearwater, Florida. Where's Deborah calling us from? Uh, Clearwater, what? Florida. I know, but what? how are you listening to us? Uh, it's 12.50 a.m. I'm not sure what the letters are. W-H-N-Z. Yes, yes, sir, W-H-N-Z. And I just want to say what an honor it is to speak with you. I've been listening you. to you now for a couple of years. And um, uh, I know that you had said earlier in the beginning of the program, you know, with all this going on, what, do we, what can we do and this and that? Well, uh, we can pray. And uh, I believe that you can keep doing what you're doing because you give us hope. You motivate us. And uh, uh, I just, you teach us so many things. And But one thing, the main reason I'm calling, um, and I listen every night, is I heard today, uh, I love Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu mm-hmm. and Israel. And I know that that's God's chosen. And I heard today that a man from CNN was fired because of the comments he was making about Israel and about the ethnic cleansing. 
And uh, I really agree with that. Uh, I forget what show I was listening to, but they thought maybe that CNN is starting to get a conscience. I wanted to no, make no, no, no. Let me let me let me tell you. We we are among others who really hammered away at this Mark Lamont Hill. It's not the first time, uh, and the kinds of things he says are very, very out there and very nasty. And um, and he did it again. Uh, and and the and the phrase he used, and he knows what phrases he's using because he's uh, he's highly informed about this, and he's very he's been very much radicalized is to exterminate the Jews in the Jewish state from the river to the sea, from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Okay, well that's called Israel, isn't it? Yes, it is. And so uh, CNN, uh, Mr. Zucker, there, I believe he's supposedly Jewish. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's a point at which the media, you know, they expose themselves. I don't know why they hired this guy in the first place. This is not his first time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I understand. And, and now since I've been listening to you, um, uh, while well, I'm getting older, <laughs> and I'm getting more involved in this politics, and it's so interesting, and, and I just love, uh, I, I just love you and, and your family, your, you. You, and the way you speak about your, your beautiful wife, Julie, I think is so, so precious. And, uh, and I pray for you about your loss with your father. And, Thank you. um, I just, uh, just, uh, and I pray for your safety and, and just please keep doing what you're doing because you keep us going. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere and I'm doing great. And same to you, my friend. Very, very kind of you and have a wonderful Christmas. You take care. What am I doing? Hold on. I gotta find a damn thing. Once again, my computer, you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Let's take a break, and then I'll hit it. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. He found it. The holidays are time for family, being thankful, sharing blessings. Sadly, the holidays are also about... Very evil people scamming you. Every year, fraud increases during the holidays, and the thieves like to celebrate with your hard-earned money. From fake charities to package delivery scams, tis the season for identity theft. This year, don't let the holiday spirit detract you from staying safe. You'll need identity protection more than ever. So get it from My ID Care, and they have been taking care of Fortune 500 companies for years. And now they're offering identity protection to everyone so you can make sure your whole family is covered. From Tri-Bureau credit monitoring to dark web scanning, it's the kind of comprehensive protection you need. Plans start for less than 10 bucks a month, and only my ID care offers a money-back recovery guarantee. I don't worry about identity theft anymore, and neither should you. Enjoy your holidays with peace of mind from my ID care. And you, my listeners, you'll get 15% off at myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. Learn more, and then let MyIDCare take care of you. MyIDCare.com slash mark, promo code mark. MyIDCare.com slash mark, promo code mark. All right. By the way, Mr. Producer, I understand there's a radio host out there. Barely a radio host. But the turn of the new year is going to be broadcasting with an orange can and a string. Have you heard about this? That's what I hear. No, I don't believe in mandatory retirement. 
But when you're long in the tooth, I mean, maybe you ought to step aside and enjoy life a little bit. Uh, but uh, an orange juice can and a rope and a string? I mean, I don't think many people are going to hear that. Let's go to Milton, Roseburg, Oregon, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Yeah, thank you for taking my call, Mark. I really appreciate it. You got I've it. Been a, I'm a longtime listener to this station, to you, to Hannity, to uh, Will Cow, different ones on the station. All right. And something that you said a little bit earlier really struck a chord in my heart, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was you are talking about your parents and growing up in this country. And so many people. Uh, and, uh, Mark, I'm one of the deplorables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those people that voted for Trump because he was a businessman, not because he was a preacher, not because he said things politically correct. Mm-hmm but because he said it as it was and just let the tips fall where they may. Mark, when I was growing up, my first job, I made 25 cents an hour leading a horse to plow. My second job was delivering newspapers at 2 o'clock in the morning on a bicycle. And I've worked my way up from that to where now I own my own little business. It's not a big business. It's a small one. I only have four people working for me. And... But, Mark, I'm just really concerned for this country mm-hmm. because I see where it's going. And here's these people coming in, these immigrants, and maybe some of them really, really, really want to have a better way of life. Mm-hmm. But I'm just afraid, Mark, that they're not going to find a better way of life here in a very short period of time. As Milton Friedman would say, you can't have open borders in a welfare system. You'll destroy the society and you'll destroy the people, too. Milton, beautiful call. Thank you very, very much. Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday, just for you. Here we go.
birthday, Nick Bailey, yesterday. My great son-in-law. Happy birthday, David Milstein, tomorrow. My great stepson. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and all law enforcement. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Smokey. And good night, Gigi. Please get your copy of our police. And don't forget, 10 p.m. Sunday night, Eastern Time. Life, Liberty, and Levin. Have a great weekend, and God bless.